Hi, welcome to Andis Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check our website at anditswriting.com. I'm Amy Avery, writer of adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, today we're going to talk about writing for Dungeons and Dragons or other interactive media such as video games, text adventure games, etc. I do most of this between <laughs> the two of us. Um, I write for Dungeons and Dragons all the time, mm -hmm. and I have helped a lot of people, um, a lot of would-be game masters get through some trouble <laughs> they're having as it turns out, writing Dungeons and Dragons and, you know, other stuff, it's a lot different than um, regular writing because, you know, you've got with regular writing, you've got your people who they do the, you know, the, the storylining and this and this and that. And they, they have to, they have a whole process to, to, to finish the book from start to finish. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing about writing a game <laughs> is you cannot anticipate what your player is going to do. You're not in charge of that, right? So it, it it has this sort of unpredictability to it that prevents you from planning a lot. You know, I, I know that you've played some DD. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard your game master do the thing uh where they're like, Well, I had all this this whole thing planned and and now it just now we can't do it because you guys are yeah. fucking jerks and ruined everything. Yeah, it happened to us once when um our, our DM had planned this whole like potential battle with a uh, a creature that was trapped, and we instead made a bargain with the creature and let it go. We were <laughs> we were like, we know you're a horrifying creature who's gonna go like murder someone, but we're really tired, so just bye. And our DM was classic. Our DM was like, but I had to like figure out all the stats and like you know balance this <laughs> battle, and you guys just okay classic it's absolutely classic you know and i think you know if you're somebody who's recently gotten into writing um because the, the game master fad is pretty big right mm -hmm. now and actually people are getting paid a lot of money to um be game masters oh, wow. uh, for people across the internet and stuff so if you're kind of here and you're starting to learn writing because you're getting into that sort of thing let me tell you what there is a point where you just plan too much. I, I run a game, uh, I run a world called Bornea. One of my other housemates just recently started running another game for us um, in his own universe. And he sat there and he planned out, he, he, he took a few weeks to really world build. There's nothing wrong with this, but he was very nervous to start his game because world building is just it's so big and there's so much to remember. And he's like, I am just so nervous that, you know, I've really set myself up for failure here because I've, I've, I've built too much. And I told him, I said, Borneo was built in a day. Um, <laughs> I run a very successful campaign in this world called Borneo and it is intense. It is epic. There's a lot going on. Um, we have guest characters come in and they're like, Whoa, like there, there's so much <laughs> happening. But the thing is, I built the, like, my, my family was basically sitting around, like, we want to play a game. Like, we want to play D&D. &D. And I was like, I can do that. I can just throw it <laughs> together today. And then, like, tomorrow we can play. And that's what we did. Because I knew that I didn't need to plan all that stuff. So when you're writing for a game, you sort of give yourself parameters and then you 
you flow with them. Mm-hmm. So to any game master, I'd say write less and let the game sort of take you. You said you mentioned this like uh, thing that happened with your party where they released a bot or they they became friends with a boss instead of like finishing, you know, killing yeah. him after the PM had done all this planning. The thing is, is the same thing happened uh, in my game with this necromancer. <laughs> they ended up like, you know, they ended up taking this necromancer and they said, well, you know, we found this underground village. How about we give you that underground village? Um, it's abandoned. And then you give us this windmill back because they basically had to say, you know, they had to take this windmill and save it from this guy. Uh, he was basically ruining it. And a farmer wanted his windmill back. And it's like, just just move to a different place. And 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 then everybody is peaceful. We don't have to kill you. And you have a new place to live. Me as a DM and a writer, I was like, okay, so where are the consequences for this? Because I didn't have any fun with this. Like, so, and then, so I spent some time writing consequences for what they had done. And it turns out this village that they stuck this necromancer in had a lot of people in it that were very powerful. So now he has the ability to raise them from the dead. And now it's a huge issue in my game. It's a huge issue. <laughs> and so you, you basically writing for D&D is teamwork. You're, you're taking what other people are sort of handing you and you're turning it into story. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other side of this coin is character creation. Mm-hmm. It's funny because we have that, uh, that character a creation sheet worksheet on our website. Yeah. Yeah. Any, uh, any GMs out there, go to the, the website and give this thing to your players because dude, your game will get so much better. Just like letting your players actually learn to develop characters. I find that character development for D and D is much like character development for, for writing, mm-hmm. because the more you have like the flaws the features, the, the the pros and cons in your character, the backstory, the more you have and the more well-balanced it is, the funner the game is. In, in the game that you played, did you guys have, like, you guys probably didn't have people that had, like, lots of backstories and stuff, did you? Um, We did each have to do a backstory for our characters. We had to... We had to give our DMs something that they could use against us in the future. <laughs> So we had to like give them like, okay, here's like my character's trauma buttons. <laughs> and those are important. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody does those. Some people like they 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 just like the um battle aspect mm-hmm. of it. You gotta really find out who your players are before you run a game because your your players might be completely they're maybe they're pacifists. Maybe they want to do nothing but fight. I mean, that's like sort of stuff that you have to work out before you play the game. Have you ever tried to write any sort of like any sort of game like whatsoever? Not necessarily Dungeons and Dragons, but like just something to like entertain people because it is mm-hmm. much different like writing to entertain. What I did was um, I wrote most of and coded part of a an Otome game, a visual novel. Um, okay. That had a bunch of like meandering paths and choices, and there was some math involved because there were other factors of like how well you were doing on like certain criteria for like diplomacy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different because your characters are still following paths that you have created. So it's it's a little more structured than D and D. Which um, one thing I wanted to touch <laughs> on with the D and D is DMing and being like 
a compassionate DM in that you like you were talking about you want to work with your players and like you made consequences for their actions so it's okay in improv comedy there's the yes and are you familiar with this concept I know what you're talking about kind of (laughs) yeah I think you should explain it yeah just in case (laughs) the idea is that in improv comedy if somebody says something you don't say no we're not doing that you say yes and so if somebody comes up and they're like oh no, the building's on fire. You don't be like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> you go, yes, the building's on fire and there's a clown stuck inside. And you just like, you just keep building and you say, yes, that's correct. And let's add more to it, which is exactly what you did with the village full of important dead people. It's like, okay, yes, you did this. And now you have to deal with this. Um, versus the, I have... I have not had them. I've only had a couple of DMs and they were actually really good DMs, but I have heard horror stories about the DMs who want to just, they want to write the story and, and not let the characters have agency. So do you want to weigh in on that a little bit? I do. And I have a really good example for this. So there's the DM that, and they, they're not doing it intentionally, but they say, you know, they think to themselves you know, and this is a writing thing because when you're a writer, you can be like, this is how I want the story to end. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they do that, uh, which is great for writing, like normal yeah. writing. But when you're writing for a game, it's like, okay, but what are the consequences of that? Let's say you have a DM who's like, well, in the end, I want this vill- village to be burned down because it's causing a lot of trouble. And I've, 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 there's, there's like necromancers here and they're all causing trouble. They're all raising the dead and they're taking over the world. And in the end of my campaign, I, I really want this village to be burned to the ground and I want it to be done. That's great. But the thing is, is your story is going to fall really flat because you're not allowing your characters in your game to make decisions. Mm-hmm. There's a very good, and I love that you brought up improv. There's this like, I, I know that not everybody has seen The Office. Mm-hmm. But there is this, in season one, I think, there is an episode, there is this episode where Michael Scott, who is the main character, he's a very awkward manager, and he is in this improv group, and he walks into the improv group, and he, he in his head, the end of the story is the person getting, like, like basically shot with a gun. <laughs> and so, like, every time one of the characters in this improv group does anything, Michael Scott says, well, you can't do that because I have a gun and I've got it right into your, I've got it jammed right into your back. And and the other characters who are in this improv group are always reacting with the best reaction they can think of for whoever's, you know, Michael Scott's character has got a gun on them. So they're, they're trying to think of all these improv things that they can do to um, sort of make this go away. (laughs) And If you do this as a DM, like, and you're just constantly like, yes, but the village, yes, but the village, and your characters are like in the middle of something else, and they're going to be like, eventually they're going to get pissed off, mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, I don't want to deal with a fucking village right now. And I think in the office, what happens is the, 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 the instructor of the improv group says, give me your guns and all your bullets. And, and Michael Scott, you know, he sort of takes his, his imaginary <laughs> gun out and his imaginary bullets, and he puts them in you know, his his hand and, and, and like he sort of takes that power away from him. So he stops ruining the improv group because <laughs> that's basically what he's doing. And if you're a DM who's got like, you know, who just keeps focusing on that one thing that they want, that, that you want 
your group to do, you will fail. And I would highly suggest to you to just write a book. (laughs) (laughs) Because in a book you have, you have all the control, like you can do whatever you want. And and that feels really good. And, and, you know, I, I have actually told a DM once, you know, I think that what you're doing would probably be better in book form because you have complete control over what everything, you know, what is happening. And, and you're here trying to get us to love a story that you clearly love a lot, but you're not giving us any freedom or agency. What if we want to become part of the village? What if we want to raise the dead and, and, and reclaim necromancy and all this other stuff? What are you going to do? It is definitely a team effort. So writing solo. Uh, writing a book that's solo uh, and then writing a game that's teamwork mm-hmm. because you you have to work with other people and I think it's kind of funny because I think about the as uh, R.L. Stein who writes the choose your own adventures um it's actually multiple authors that did it oh yeah. is it the one that I'm remembering is R.L. Stein and and that's sort of like a mix of the two like where you're like you have different endings mm-hmm. depending on like what your reader's going to do so you can kind of look at Dungeons and Dragons like a, a choose your own adventure where it's like, you know, I need to create multiple tracks. Mm-hmm. And if a character likes a track, let them follow it and make up a new story. There were multiple times where our DM would tell us like I had to plot out like the the few things that you were most likely to do and kind of have like a plan <laughs> for just like for this session. Like, okay. They, they're either going to fight the demon or they're going to bargain with the demon, which actually the DM did not expect us to do. Um, it's like they're going to fight the demon or they're going <laughs> to they're going to flee the demon or they're going to maybe not even run into the demon. So here's the three, you know, kind of most likely paths and kind of plan ahead for those a little bit. But then when the characters go sideways, you just kind of yes and it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think. I think that, you know, pretty much covers the basics. Obviously, if you are looking to write a game and you're looking for help, there are a lot of really great resources mm-hmm. out there. But I, I I would say that my biggest tip is to remember that it's teamwork and, and don't write too much. I think that's yeah. the first time in this like in this <laughs> in the, in this uh podcast I'm ever gonna say that. Don't don't finish it. For the love of God, don't finish it. Like, <laughs> this is like the Bizarro World version. Don't finish the not book. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't finish it. Oh my God. <laughs> this is your one pass. This is your one pass. Oh man, I should I should have started, you know, like every time we like, you know, did a podcast on like you should finish your fucking book, I should have just been like, consider being a game master. There's a big market for this. <laughs> you can make a lot of money. Yes. Well, and then you have your players to keep you progressing forward. Motivated. Yeah, and motivated. Oh, yeah. My players keep motivated and progressing forward all the time. And I love building stories around them. And you know what? You know that? Th- uh, real quick. There's this thing that, that agents tell you not to do. And, and a lot of publishers tell you not to do, too. Don't write your D&D games. But definitely... Definitely steal ideas from your players and put them into your books and make them into better things because like, wow, you can really get a lot of good ideas from a Dungeons and Dragons game, but don't, don't, don't turn it your game into a book, but like borrow ideas, you know, teamwork is fun. And if you're just a normal writer listening to this and you don't really care about writing D&D, at least 
you know, consider the possibility that if you do ever play D&D, maybe steal some of your friends' ideas and turn them into <laughs> novels because sometimes, like, the most average person can come up with the craziest shit and you're just like, I gotta, I gotta do that. Very judiciously borrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I think that's about it for that one. Do you have any, any final, final thoughts? That's all I've got. That's all I've got. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. And a reminder that if you heard anything in the episode that interested you, please check out the show notes for links and information.